Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. True story. If you want a miracle, you have to enter that place. Are you crazy? <laughs> it happens. So this is one of my friends went and saw the ah, he said, ah, he said, this man is a, is a great wonder and he's doing that. So he now asked me, he said, ah, he said, he said, OJ, is he God? I said, it's you who went. You should know. <laughs> I didn't go with you. <laughs> Where is that one written in the Bible? I put white cloth. And then you have to, it's not like that. You have to. It's madness. It's the devil. It's corrupted anointings. And that's why I'm teaching what I'm teaching. And it's common. It's endemic. And because most Christians are not well taught. And they, they don't really know the Holy Spirit. They are gullible. And easily deceived. And like Jesus said, signs and wonders follow those things. Some power will come, but it's not from God. The baby will come, but it's not from God. Don't go and eat papa seed. Because you want to be fruitful. Pray! Did Hannah eat any papa seed? an anointing on me. I'm normally a very calm person, but God is angry. Stop it! I'm not talking to the scripture pastor I'm preaching to the church here. You know, most of you don't do such things, but you may have friends or relatives or you know, so-called born again. You know, they're born again. I'm not, not even so-called. They're really born again. My corrupted anointing. Warn them. Send this message to them. Stop it. You are selling your eternal destiny. We're going to see that in a minute. So, these are, these are examples of corruption. The other example, of course, is Balaam. Balaam, you know, you know God is not a man that you should lie. It's Balaam who gave that prophecy. So, Balaam gave some very accurate prophecies. But the Bible tells us in the New Testament that do not follow the error, you know, the error of, don't go the way of Balaam, who loved, watch this, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. His love for money corrupted his anointing. Even though he had a genuine prophetic anointing. Be careful, brethren. Don't open your mouth and swallow anything. Careful where you go. Let's go here. Let's go here. What are you looking for that is not lost? If you want something, the Bible tells you, seek the Lord. Most people don't want to pay the price. They don't want to, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't want to humble themselves. They don't want to forgive the things that are blocking the anointing. You know, they don't want to humble. They don't want to submit. 
Uh, go, 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 go to some funny place. They tell you to do all these grievous commandments. And take your money and rob you. And give you some miracle that will not last. Even though it will be a real miracle and it will actually happen. But it is at the, it is at the cost of your soul. Go and read it in the book of Revelation. I don't, I'm not going to go there. You know, you read my book, you know, book of Revelation in a nutshell. In, in chapter 17, talking about the spirit of Babylon. It says, and the souls of men. It will have total dominion over your mind, your will, and your emotions. And if you're not careful, in extreme cases, it will send you to hell. Don't go there. Do it the way the Bible way. His commandments are not grievous. But you know, like we said during the Bible study, the key to work doing the things of God, the word, the prayer, and all of that is grace and mercy. And the key to grace and mercy is humility. And that's what people don't want to do. One of the words most Christians hate is the word submission. Somebody was criticizing this church. And he was saying to me, they were saying to me, ah, he said, you know, every, all, the, all we hear in your church is submission, submission, submission. I said, that's not true. I don't preach submission, submission. But it is true. I do talk about it. And I said to them, look, it's the key to grace. How can you hate submission? When even the Godhead are submitted. So how are you going to get grace? And how are you going to prevail? That's why when that door, watch this, I just got a fax. When that door doesn't open, when they come to God, they pray, they don't get the answer, they don't, uh, then they go to an evil spirit. Saul. What happened to Saul? He said, God is not answering me. Neither by visions or dreams or prophets or the, <coughs> or the um, Urim and Turim. The, all the ways God used to speak in those days, none of them was answering him. So out of desperation, there are a lot of songs like that today. He goes to the witch at Endor. That's a lot of our people. When they, hey, I've used last scripture, it doesn't work. I've, I've prayed in tongues, it doesn't work. I've grown, I don't get an answer. It must be something. Maybe someone says, well, it's not like, not like that, you know. If there's someone, Baba, somewhere, you know, if you come, uh, you know, this one did it, this one did it, this one did it. If you do it, you'll get your answer. You will sell your soul. And you may wind up in hellfire. Don't do it! Submit! Repent! Remove the stubbornness and the rebellion so grace can flow. When there's sufficient grace, the, the, the prayer will work. The confession will work. You will get your miracle from God and not from Satan. Ah! Mm. So the reason why we need to recognize and avoid, observe, I chose those words very carefully under the Holy Spirit. First thing is to recognize. Secondly, it is to avoid it. In other words, don't go where those things are in operation. Thirdly, is to overcome it. That's for people like us who are pastors and leaders. We pray so that those kind of 
spirits will not operate in our sphere of influence. This is a true story. I will tell you, I'll tell you a true story in a minute. You know, so we, 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 we do these things to avoid these things. So we will not be robbed of our reward of the spirit without measure. Now, let's look at this in Matthew chapter 7. We're actually looking at this in our school of perfection. And I was telling you then I was going to prepare a complete message on this. So we're going to first of all look at verses 21 to 23. Yes. This is the proof that this thing is not done by people who are not born again. These are born again people. Showing you the uh, fact that it is a corrupted anointing. These are not, these are not people who are not born again. These are not people like bad Jesus in the Acts of the Apostles, who was initially not born again, and, but he was a sorcerer, and he used to do miracles in Samaria. Then when Philip the evangelist came and, and, and cast out devils and all of that, this man was just looking at the miracles that Philip did. Then he too got born again, you know, and he was baptized. Then when he now saw the power, you know, uh, Peter and John came and got the people in Samaria filled with the Holy Spirit. So he was so astonished this wonderful power. These people are speaking in tongues. So he now offered his old ways hadn't left him. He offered Peter money in order because that's what they're used to, you see. You know, in order to get he said, you know, that I also remember. Ah, Peter gave it to him immediately under the Holy Ghost. He said, Thy money perish with you. That you think that the gift of God can be bought with money. Repent. You are in the gall of bitterness. You know. Or that, that you might be forgiven. So you ask for forgiveness and then continue to follow them. You know, all habits die hard. They're used to that. Using money to get power. That's a false prophet. Because he, he wasn't born again. But the endemic that's in the church now is not the false one. It's the corrupted one. We have the false ones outside, but they're not, they're not attractive to Christians. It's the ones who do it in the name of Jesus. Those are the ones, the corrupted ones. And this is where Jesus talks about them. He says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Like I explained on Wednesday, he's not talking about being born again and going to heaven. He's talking about entering the experience of the total dominion, that's what the kingdom is, of righteousness, peace, and joy in your soul and body. That's what it means to enter the kingdom. He, this same truth is reiterated in Acts chapter 14 in verse 22 where Paul is speaking to the disciples and he says that, you know, they should not be discouraged because through much tribulation we enter into the kingdom. And they were already born again. So it's not talking about being born again. Let, let me say what I said earlier on. I'm just using this as a classic example. How can I get the correct interpretation of the scripture? Because I know other scriptures. If I read this thing on the surface and I do not have, maybe I've not been taught or I don't have the knowledge of two things. I don't have the knowledge that righteousness, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And then I don't have the knowledge of Acts that disciples, you know, Paul told them that through much tribulation they will enter the kingdom. I will misinterpret this scripture as talking about heaven. And majority of our people over the years have done that, especially the illiterates. When I say illiterates now, don't let me, forgive me, you know, don't let me say that. 
the, the uneducated. I like the way Peter put it. Let, let me stay scriptural. Unlearned. Unstable. I was saying to Pastor Andrew, I thank God, and I've said it many times here, for the legacy of um, Bishop Ajay Crowther. Let's give Bishop Ajay a super clap offering. God used him tremendously. First, first Anglican bishop in Africa. He was ordained in 1864 in, in, somewhere in England. You know, and he came back with a determination to translate the Bible into Yoruba, and he did a great job. Another crowd clap offering. But you know, they, it, 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 was a lit, it was a translation from the English to the Yoruba. So some of the things that were written were not totally accurate. They were, but if you don't have the Holy Ghost and you've not been, you don't have a trained mind, you, this is a typical example. So if you read this in your Bible, it will say that it is not everybody who says, Lord, which is correct. It's a correct translation. So the, 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 the average CAC man the average on you know on on educated man whose mind has not been trained he will hear his pastor preach and teach that he will interpret it as being where ah he's not going to heaven and that's not what he's talking about even though that's what it said the letter but the spirit behind it is not talking about heaven that i just brought it out by the holy spirit that's a typical example and there are so many of the scriptures like that. I was uh, laughing past Andrew in the car. You know, Psalm 35. And someone is like, And it's what, that's what the Bible says. Plead my cause with them that, you know, rise up against me. You know? But they interpret it as human enemies. That's why in a lot of circles, you hear, I want that. I want that. I want talo alenye. In our language, Ota means enemy. Then they will now tell you some of these corrupted prophets and something. They'll say that Ota is your mother-in-law. That Ota is your cousin. That Ota and cause dissension in families and all kinds of you know disunity. You know that this one eh, they are the one doing you. Then it give you Psalm 35. Then you now start using the scripture as a talisman. And Satan now corrupts that thing. And instead of using it in faith for what God, God's word wants, you know, you, witchcraft spirit, that word, come inside. And mess everything up. It's come on. That's why I said I will give you pastors. Who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. That's why we need pastors. We need anointed pastors and prophets and teachers. Who will tell us mm -mm, it's not like that. Yes it says that. But that's what we're talking about. You have to go to the New Testament and say we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So the altar is not your mother. And your cousin. Is the devil operating through your mother and cousin. So you don't fight your mother and your cousin. You fight the devil behind it. And then with love, you win your mother and your cousin. 
that's the correct thing. But you know, if you don't know the New Testament and you don't have revelation knowledge, you won't know all of that. All you will know is what the Bible says. Bible is like, Can you see how necessary this teaching is? Like I said at the beginning, it's endemic. Even among the modern Pentecostals, they believe these things. They will just take the scripture and take the letter of the scripture and misinterpret it and misapply it and it will kill them. Because the Bible says the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. Am I talking to anybody here? Mm. Not everyone that say unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of the, my father which is in heaven. He's not talking about being born again. They're already born again. He's talking about people entering into total dominion, perfection, you know, so they can inherit the spirit without measure. All that is at the back of my mind because I have that knowledge. So when I read the scripture, I'm reading it with that knowledge background. If you don't have that knowledge background, you just read it on the surface and you won't know what he's talking about. Then he goes to explain. He said, for many will say to me, I didn't hear you. In that day, don't your neighbor say that day is this day. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name as a prophecy? These are the gifts that are mostly corrupted. Have we not prophesied in thy name? Notice it's in the name of Jesus. It's in the name of Jesus. Have we not? In thy name, cast out devils. These are not unbelievers. These are born again people. Have we not? In thy name. Jesus says it three times. In thy name, prophesy. In thy name, cast out devils. In thy name, done many wonderful works. Which we like healings and uh, barren women having babies and all of those kind of things. You know? Then... I will profess to them, I never knew you. But he's born again. He said, Lord, Lord. If you say Jesus is Lord, you are born again. Jesus didn't say they're not born again. When he said, I did not know you, he's not saying, I do. doesn't God know everybody? God knows uh, the name of every, there's nobody on earth God doesn't know. He knows the day they were born. So he's not talking about knowing you, that your name is Laulu, or that your name is Kaiode. Or that your name is Goiga, or that your name is Ruda. He's not talking about knowing you like that. He's talking about intimacy that causes a reproduction of his character. That's the kind of knowing. Like when Adam knew his wife, we Eve, then she conceived and brought forth his son, Seth. In the same way, and Cain and Abel, in the same way, when you know the Holy Spirit, when you have intimacy with the Holy Spirit, it will cause Christ to be formed in you. That's what he's talking about. That's what Paul was talking about. You see, that's why you need to know your Bible. Look at the way I'm bringing these things out. It's because by the grace and the mercy of God, I know my Bible. And not just the letter. I, I, I have revelation and I, I have the spirit of the Bible. Not just the letter of it. That's the same thing, Paul. The same know that Paul was using when he says that I may know him. It's the same thing. That I may know him. The fellowship of his sufferings. The power of his resurrection. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. 
And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says that the life of God, that's what he meant. He's not talking about resurrection when we get glorified bodies. He's talking about, the, the Amplified Bible says so, you know, spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from the dead while still inside the body. He's talking about the life of God being made manifest. Intimacy that causes a reproduction of his character in my soul and in my body. That's what he meant. Say. So, in this day, this third day, when the glory of God comes and others are now manifesting, you see, the, the spirit they had before was not without measure. Yes, they cast out devils. Yes, they prophesied. Yes, they did many wonderful works. They now see another group of people that are casting out devils, that are healing the sick consistently, instantly, that are raising the dead, that are casting out devils, you know, and uh, 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 healing the sick, cleansing the lepers. They're doing it instantly, and they can't do that. So they now go to God in prayer. This is a prophecy. And they will come to me and say, Ah, Lord, Lord. Lord, Lord. I'm, how can't I do what these other guys are doing? You know? I, in thy name, I've cast out devils. That's with the spirit with measure. That gives of the spirit which have become corrupted. You know, in thy name, I, I, I cast out devils. In my name, I have, in thy name, I have prophesied. In thy name, I have, you know, done many wonderful works. Then Jesus will now turn around and say to them, mm -mm. I never had intimacy with you. You never really knew me. Depart from me, you that walk iniquity. The word iniquity there is lawlessness. What is the law of the New Testament? It is the law of love operated by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is just a vehicle. The actual law is love. But to operate love, you have to do it by the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Ask the average Christian anywhere. What's the law of spiritual life? They don't even know. They don't even, some people don't even know. They, they've read it in the Bible, but it's, it's never registered. It is, a, it is a spiritual law, just like the law of gravity and the law of lift in aeronautics. That's where how God taught me, and then I heard Kenneth Copeland say the same thing, you know? And that's what it is. You cling with the blood, you load with the word, and you fire by the spirit. So you now take the... You, you now, Say, Father, I confess my sins, or Lord, have mercy on me. I receive the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Then I, I, I have the life of God, and I say, I love God. I'm not going to operate the law of love inside the operation of the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And I say, I love God more with all my heart, my will, my mind, emotions, and my strength. And I love my brethren and all my mother. Then I now pray in tongues. Power is now released. That goes into my mind, my will, my emotions, my body, my circumstances. That will not enable me. I now see that I'm loving God more. And I'm loving my brethren more. But if I don't do, if I, if I, if I, if I try and just say, oh, well, I just love. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Bible says we should love. So I'll, I'll just go out, you know, no prayer, nothing. You know, I'm going to love that man. I'm going to, you find that you get frustrated. You don't love the people. Because you can't do it by flesh. Not operating the law of love, using the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is lawlessness. And that's what these people were practicing.
they were not operating the law of love using the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. That is why their anointing got corrupted. That's the reason. Originally God, originally anointed. And you see, when they are, when they are younger, God doesn't mind. He just you know, helps them. They do a few miracles will happen. They prophesy. They cast out devils. They, you know, they get a few, some, some miracles. But as they begin to grow, God now begins to de de demand from them that they have to walk in love. They have to learn the law of the Spirit. But they don't, many people don't want to learn those things. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.